Vegcast. Happy 2006. Vegcast. It's a brand new year for the Veggie Podcast. Vegcast. A full menu from first to last. Vegcast. And yes, welcome back to Vegcast. This is coming out in the middle of the month of January 2006. So uh, maybe it's a little late to be saying Happy New Year, but uh, we were getting stuff together over the new year. And you'll be hearing from us down in beautiful, sunny Key West, Florida, where VegCast spent the Christmas to New Year's uh, vacation time with a special report on what's going on in the vegetarian community there. Uh, We'll also have some music for you, as always, and a science fact on a possible nail in the coffin of Atkins, not of the man himself, uh, of the diet that bears his name. So keep it right here. That's all coming up on... And looking ahead at the year 2006, what kind of year will this be? for vegetarianism. Of course, we don't know, but uh, just looking at an overview of some of the stories uh, that show some of the changes uh, that are happening in our culture and some of the things that are stubbornly staying the same. Uh, And this is just kind of a random sampling. Uh, But in terms of animal welfare and or rights, depending on your nomenclature, it appears that Ringling Brothers Barnum & Bailey Circuses are... Uh, quietly 86ing their tiger uh, shows. They have two touring shows, uh, one which is ongoing and another which is just starting up, and the new one uh, does not have the tigers in it. They still have the elephants and are, uh, in fact, uh, trying harder than ever to make the case that the elephants love performing in circuses, uh, even putting words into the elephants' mouths and making them uh, on a video appear to endorse their uh, slavery in the circus. Uh, but at the same time, uh, they are, uh, at least for this show, abandoning the tigers, and perhaps uh, this is a way of uh, kind of quietly doing that without looking as though they're giving in to PETA and other uh, animal rights organizations. So we'll see what happens uh, there. Uh, also, in a similar uh, animal uh, rights story, lobsters. Uh, this was astounding that this even came up uh, for a vote at the House of Commons. Uh, lobsters did narrowly lose, though, uh, the uh, a ban on boiling live lobsters in water, which, uh, you know, you would think that's kind of common sense that uh, you wouldn't want to do that. Um, but again, it is such an ingrained practice in our culture that it's not surprising that it continues to go on and that uh, they failed to uh, actually endorse a ban. But the very fact that this is being uh, discussed uh, means we are getting more of a consciousness about uh, the concerns of animals in general. Um, Looking at the mad cow situation, Japan has resumed imports finally after two years of American beef. But on the flip side, uh, we now have a very vocal contingent 
uh, saying that the regulations to keep mad cow out of the uh, United States herd, uh, these regulations aren't working, and that vocal contingent includes uh, an organization by the name of McDonald's. So that's an interesting twist. Uh, and one more thing in, I just was reading in Veg News, uh, the uh, USDA requirement by July of this year uh, that schools uh, participating in the school lunch program uh, need to have uh, wellness policies in place uh, by that point. And uh, you can find out more about that at schoolwellnesspolicies.org, uh, which brings to mind the uh, work that Amy Hamlin has done uh, in New York in uh, getting uh, vegetarian options into schools there. And it uh, reminds me that we've got to have her on VegCast uh, as soon as we can arrange that. So look forward to that in the year 2006. In the meantime, we're going to swing down to sunny Key West, Florida. And uh, again, part of the mission of VegCast is uh, so that people who are listening to this in different places uh, and may listen to it at different times, uh, may get information that is useful to them. I know when I'm traveling, it always helps uh, if I'm going a certain place to know uh, what vegetarian options there are available there. And since Key West is such a popular tourist destination, I thought it might be worthwhile to look at a couple of vegetarian institutions there, uh, one of which has been there for 13 years, which I had not encountered yet, and another which just started up in the past couple years. Uh, and we will go at these uh, with a kind of sound-seeing effect, since if you go to Key West any way other than by plane, you're going to be coming in uh, by one road, which is US-1. And we're going to take you from there directly to these locations so that uh, if you want to visit them, you can take this podcast along on your MP3 player and uh, it will guide you exactly to uh, these two locations. So let's start with Sugar Apple, which is just off of US-1, the road that you come in on as we pick it up down in Key West. Okay, so... US-1 will uh, deposit you on Truman Avenue in Key West. You'll be coming around the uh, with the uh, Gulf on your right as you come into town, and finally you'll, you'll get to where you're not on the water anymore. And you keep coming down Truman. You'll pass Mary Immaculate Star of the Sea School on your left. It's a big school with palm trees out in front of it, and that's right after uh, Elizabeth Street. So you're still coming in on Truman toward Duval, which uh, everybody eventually comes in and turns down at some point or another, so you may as well do it this time. But first, uh, you're still on Truman. We're going by the Truman Hotel, uh, which is a white with kind of a teal trim. Uh, and we're just about to the corner of Truman and Simonton. And uh, let's see, you'll you have the Key West Deli, uh, at, or what's it called, the Deli Restaurant. Uh, we're going right by the moped place now, in case that wasn't apparent. But you'll see the uh, the Deli Restaurant. It says across the street on your right. But before you cross the street, you want to turn right, and that's what we're doing right now. 
So we're now going down Simonton. I don't know if you heard the rooster there. I got a picture of a rooster right here the other day. Not that it's hard to find roosters to take pictures of. At any rate, you go past the Moped Hospital parking lot and the next building, the Sugar Apple, the Sugar Apple, vitamins, body care, natural foods, and let's open the door. And here we are inside the Sugar uh, We're talking now with Philip Crumbly of the Sugar Apple in Key West. Philip, thank you for being on VegCast. It's my pleasure. Um, now, we were talking earlier, and you said that uh, you had started this place about 13 years ago. That's correct. It was about a March of 93. And what was the... Impetus? What, yeah. What Had you been thinking about doing it for a long time, or did you just the idea came to you, and you said, you know... My wife and I had been in Key West for about 20 years. And we were looking around for something to do, a business that we could that was close to our heart. And we'd been vegetarian for quite a time. And we were both interested in the health sciences, um, especially herbs and supplements and uh, giving good food to people, directing people's diets in a healthy way. So it just seemed like the natural path to take. Now, did you have any uh, previous experience as a... Uh, as a nutritionist or a businessman selling the stuff, or you just jumped right in with both feet? Or? We had had experience. My wife has a Ph.D. in nutrition, and she was working on her degree at the time. And we both had a lot of extensive food preparation experience, and we both were avid vegetarian at the time. As far as the supplements and herbs and things like that, we had had some experience with uh, going into the woods and wild crafting different things. But uh, nothing to this degree, nothing to this level. And so it's been going on for 13 years, so I guess it, the experiment seems to be somewhat of a success. It's working. Yeah. Uh, what generally do you get uh, mostly locals in here? Do you get a lot of tourists right off of the trail industry? Every single thing you can think of. Um, people, world travelers, tourists, locals. People who are at the dead end with either their health provider or they want to try some alternative. Uh, we have just about every walk of life coming through the doors. Okay. And so you're here ready, like if they come in and they say, I don't know what I need. I, you, you like do behind-the-counter counseling or what? We do as extensive as they want to be. Right. If they want a quick counseling, we give them the quick counseling. If they want to sit down with us and actually have us plan a diet and a lifestyle program for them, we will go that far. Okay. Uh, and everything's free of charge. We do not we do not charge for any services like that. Uh, that is our way of giving back to the community, and we take great pleasure in doing that. Okay. And you're um, are you part of a uh, a kind of holistic community here? I mean, I, I know that you have a lot of regulars here. You have signs up for different uh, like yoga, living insights, things like that. Is there? As I said, I haven't lived in Key West for 20 years. I just come back here and visit, so I don't know what the situation is now. It seemed like at the time when I was here, it was very scattered and a few leftover hippies. And uh, I, I, we didn't really, well, we didn't have the internet for one thing, so we didn't even know who else might be in town. That we, that's three blocks away. You know what I'm saying? Is there more? There is a. Um, 
there is a healthy um, community of healers. I think they would probably um, call themselves alternative healers. There's a guidebook here in Key West of different massage therapists, uh, cranial sacral uh, therapists, uh, uh, different uh, yoga people. There's all kinds of different uh, homeopathic type approaches with people. There's there's a community of healers in this town, although, as you know, Key West is not known as a health destination. <laughs> so it is, uh, you know, uh, we kind of get them after they, they've been put through the Key West uh, party mill. Right. We get them then. But there is a, uh, a community of conscious people um, who are trying to promote healthy ideals and healthy lifestyles. Okay. And we are, well, we like to think of ourselves as part of that. Okay. Now, is your is the interest in vegetarianism more just from the uh, the health aspect of the body, or does it have an ethical uh, background too, or a little mix, or where are you kind of coming from on that? Great question. Um, we always tell people it's really basically a three pronged approach to vegetarianism. Number one being the health aspect, getting rid of animal fats in your diet. Uh, number two, the ethical treatment of animals is a great concern to us. And I believe in my heart if people did know the truth behind the meat that they're eating and saw the grisly way animals were treated, that there would be a large number of vegetarians in our country and in the world. Um, and third, and not, not by any stretch of the imagination, last on the list, or least, is the uh, environmental aspect of you know, um, I think, you know, great thinkers from throughout time, uh, you know, including Albert Einstein and other people have said, you know, the greatest contribution you can make to the planet is to be vegetarian. Right. So much less of an impact environmentally. So, yes, um, you know, number one, nutrition. Number two, ethical. Number three, environmental. I wonder, do you do you think that there is any more of a an environmental aspect to, to most vegetarians down here um, than there would be in just, say, the middle of the country, only because in Key West your consciousness of, and it may not be true for tourists, but I know for somebody that lives here, the consciousness that you're on this rock sitting halfway out into the ocean and garbage has to go somewhere and there's so much, you know, intensity of using, using space well trying to get the most out of the space that you have. Um, do you think that intersects at all with people's consciousness, like in a, in a larger scale, like, hey, you know, maybe we do have to... Uh, one would, one would like to think picture. that being in a fragile environment like this does conjure up, you know, feelings of environmental awareness. However, you know, I have really no idea about that. Um, people, you know whether they actually think of it or not because they're in Key West, I don't know. Uh, it would be nice to think that they do, look around and see that we're surrounded by ocean and, and um, you know, and, 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 and are in a fragile environment. That that would, you know, we would like to think that, but okay. I don't know. But you don't see a lot of I don't, I don't evidence. see a lot right. of well, um, We are recording this on New Year's Eve, so I just wanted to give you uh, the last word. If you have any thoughts for 2006, either terms of what you see coming or what you hope is coming or what you plan to do or anything uh, looking toward toward you know on the, the big picture of 2003 always at the end of the year uh, we always are faced with what's coming 
What what can we do to bring a better world? What can we do to make the next year better? Um, I would like to just leave everyone with a, a simple thought. You cannot change the world. No one can. Um, but you can make a contribution to uh, change for something better. And, and I would encourage everyone that hears this to look into the vegetarian uh, movement and try to, uh, even if you can't be a total vegetarian, at least to cut back on the amount of meat that you eat. You know, have a, two or three vegetarian meals a week, something that in a small way contributes. And that would be, uh, that would be my, uh, my take on the new year is that hopefully we can all move in that direction as a people. Uh, and, and raise the awareness of the of the people and of the world uh, towards the treatment of animals and the environmental aspect of eating animal flesh. Okay. So even if we don't arrive at the, that point during next year, it's still the the point of awareness. Kind of setting yourself on that awareness. path. Right. I mean, I have no illusions. I think that uh, you know we can't change. We can't stop the train on a dime. Right. But we can raise the awareness of people and, and hopefully things will move in a better direction. Okay. All right, well, Philip Crumbly, thank you for being on VegCast. Thank you, it's my pleasure. All righty. Okay, just to follow up, that is Sugar Apple Natural Foods. You could not hear the part right before I started playing it where I ask Philip Crumbly again the correct pronunciation of his name and say, it's the sugar apple, right? And he says, sugar apple. And I say, okay, sugar apple. And then on the part where we're recording, I immediately say, here we are with Philip Crumbly of the sugar apple. So... It's Sugar Apple Natural Foods. They are at 917 Simonton Street, Key West. And uh, they're not on the web, so uh, if you get to Key West by some other route than coming in on Truman Avenue, uh, you can always pick up the phone and call them at 305-292-0043. And uh, in addition to the, uh, the, they have a lot of uh, veg- vegetarian and vegan groceries there, a lot of vitamin supplements and uh natural body care. Uh, They also have a little uh, juice bar that has sandwiches and stuff. I had a nice uh, sandwich there in case you happen to be strolling around Key West during the day. It's a great place to stop in, get some vegetarian lunch. So that's Sugar Apple. And another uh, place that has a more extensive uh, takeout menu uh, we will be hooking up with very soon. But in between, uh, we're going to have one musical selection This is, again, uh, the band Green Beings, my band uh, song from a few years back, uh, which already sounds a little dated in its sound, uh, if only that it doesn't have uh, as many organic, live-sounding instruments as I like to use now, so it has a little bit of electronic sheen to it. But uh, I think after a while you may get into it. It's called Slip in the Food Chain, and here it is, Green Beings on VegCast.
Give the standard American diet a drop. Cake. And I finally learned how to use chops, sticks, 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 sticks. Skipping the fast food chains. Ever since I came in, Devil May Carries the D. Six, 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 six. I found the right mix. I found out that my vital signs are rolling and off. vividly remember picking up that chain in the Home Depot, among other chains, and rattling it to see which would give the best chain sound. And, of course, after mixing the whole song, finding that the sound of a chain, when you're not looking at a chain, doesn't sound quite as chain-like as you might hope, especially when the treble on the song is a little too high, but that's fine. We're going to move on now with our second Key West Vegetarian Institution, or Mostly Vegetarian. This is The Cafe. Uh, that's the name of it, The Cafe, on Southern Street, right off Duval in Key West. And they do have one tuna fish dish, and the rest of it is uh, vegetarian, in fact, mostly vegan. And uh, they have a great number of uh, terrific uh, vegan and vegetarian options. I ate there and even ordered out, had them deliver uh, some fine foods, uh, various kinds, over the time I was there. And so we're also going to find our way there through sound seeing. As I was saying, once you come down Truman Avenue, if you don't make that turn on Simonton Street to go directly to Sugar Apple upon your entry into Key West, you continue on for one more block, and that's Duval Street. And uh, pretty much everybody will turn right there and start cruising down Duval Street at a robust two miles an hour. And we will pick up our sound-seeing tour a few blocks down on Duval. Okay, so Michelle and Gifts is on the uh, left corner across the street as you cross Angela. Now, come down and halfway down that block past Antonia's at 615 Duval. 
and uh, Mel Fisher's right after that. Uh, across the street is Art Attack. I'm trying to pick out businesses that I think will still be here so that this can still be valid by up to a year from now. And uh, as we come down to the corner to Southern Street, uh, you'll notice a big Art Deco hotel across the street, white, pink, a uh, little lavender, the Intel Pegasus Hotel, it says. And you go toward that, you try not to fall off the curb while doing so. And you turn left once you get across. Uh, no, I guess I was still traumatized from almost falling off the curb. You turn right immediately after crossing Southern Street, so you're now going up Southern Street in an easterly direction. And now we are walking by uh, these displays in the Pegasus Hotel, the hotel lobby. Uh, across the street currently is a Dunkin' Donuts. And... Uh, you're going along and uh, looking to your left, and here is the cafe at 509 Southern Street, a mostly vegetarian place. And now we're inside. Alright, so we're now talking with Jamil, the owner and founder of The Cafe uh, on Southern Street in Key West. How are you doing? Good. How are you doing? Pretty well. Thank you for being on VegCast. Absolutely. Um, and I got to start by asking you, the name of the place is The Cafe. Uh-huh, just The Cafe. So, did you, what, it's, it's a little bit, uh, it sounds generic at first. You don't, how do people find out, well, that's a, like a almost vegetarian restaurant. Well, I wanted something kind of simple. Uh, my family used to own uh, another restaurant down here called the Garden Cafe, which was a small outdoor uh, restaurant that uh, they did serve meat there as well, but it was just kind of a, a very natural, you know, everything was homemade and fresh, and that closed uh, six or seven years ago. So when I was opening this place, I kind of wanted to take the same concept Okay. and then make it my own. So I took out the garden because we weren't outside and I just kept it kind of simple. All right. See, now I knew there had to be a... A reason a behind, behind that. that, right, right. Okay. And so what was the impetus? Uh, this was like two years ago? Uh, we've been open. Uh, it'll be three years in April three years that in we're April open. Okay. Yes. Um, so what, in April of 2003, what was it that... Prompted me. Maybe, uh, after six or seven years that... The other place had been closed. You said, I'm going to get this. Well, I was working for my family. They have another restaurant in town. And I took a break from that and was trying to, I guess, search for something that interested me. Um, and so I just kind of kept coming up with the idea of having a little small place that was comfortable and some place that I would like to go because this, you know, this town has some great little finds, but a lot of it is just very kind of generic and touristy. Right. So I was, I wanted to create something that was, you know, kind of eclectic and a little funky. I mean, I'm from New York originally, so I wanted to bring some of that here. And um, so I just kept playing with the idea, and then it just kind of started to fall into place. Okay. Uh, and Matt, you're right here, right off of... Um of Duval Street, I wonder, I mean, it must have been a pretty brash decision. We're going to park ourselves right down there in the middle of all the tourists 
traffic um, and still, you know, duke it out with all the other places that are around here? Do you do you have a lot of like regulars that come from around town, or do you get a lot of just people saying what is this, or do you get people who say, ah, oh, got a vegetarian place? What I never knew. We we, we kind of we kind of get a mixture. I mean, we we have a really big local following, which I think is what helped us get through the last few years. You know. Um, especially during our slow hurricane season summers. Right. You know, it's kind of been a long haul. But um, mostly mostly we get locals, and then from the locals we get the locals telling the tourists. And, I, I mean, we are, with the exception of some other places that have vegetarian options, we are the only vegetarian place in town, right. which I think is well needed right. for and the community. Well, yeah, that's like I was saying before, when I was living here, we didn't have... You couldn't just walk down to Duval Street and get a vegan, you know, fine vegan meal, a sandwich, a, uh, a pasta, mm-hmm. stir fry, all this stuff. So it's kind of, uh, kind of wish I was living here now. Uh-huh. Um, well, I mean, I, I, I do, I hope the food, I think the food, it dispels the notion that vegetarian and vegan is just dirt and sprouts. Right. You know, I mean, because, right. uh, you know, we do have... Because I was, I haven't been a vegetarian my whole life, and I always worked in restaurants, you know. So I mean, good food is just good food. This just happens to also be vegetarian, with it, which I think is a huge added plus. Yeah. But that's that's kind of the concept that I was going for. So what? Um, I mean, given that you're a vegetarian, it would make sense if you wanted to do the restaurant basically vegetarian. What was it that made you vegetarian in the first place? Do you, do you, what did you just decide over a long period of time? Uh, I wasn't much of a carnivore to begin with. It was very, it was very, very seldom that I would have any meat or poultry or anything like right. that. So um, after a while, I just kind of lost my taste for it, if you will. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Well, I didn't know if there was any, uh, you know, different vegetarians have. They come at it from different angles, so I didn't know if some people will open a vegetarian restaurant strictly because they want to like show people the health benefits of this food, and they want to help people get healthy. And the fact that it happens to save animals' lives is—it's. I think it's a combination. Gravy right. Well, I think it's a combination of everything. Yeah. Okay. I think it's so, a combination of everything. Okay. Yeah. All right. Great. Well, so I just uh, to wrap it up. Uh, this is the second day of 2006. Um, I just wanted to know if you had any uh, comment on the year ahead in terms of what you expect for the cafe, or what you hope for the cafe, or what you expect to see in vegetarianism. Or well, I think that um, it's becoming a very strong hold in this community and every community thing is just more of an awareness so hopefully we can keep that going and as far as the cafe goes I just hope for a, a better year um, hopefully actually this year we're going to try and start marketing our veggie burgers great you mean mar- like in stores mm-hmm. wow. yeah okay. well, so it's kind of a long process but hopefully that's that's our goal this year great. you know great. Um, they're all vegan and you know, so yeah. So um, I don't know. Hopefully, just to keep keep a good stronghold in the community, and you know, I think that once people come and have good food, and they realize that it also is vegetarian, it kind of gets people thinking about how they eat. Right. So. Well, it sounds like uh, 
you're doing a great service to the, the community as well as uh, really adding to the the overall kind of funky appeal of, of Key West. Maybe we'll get people listening to this. Say, God, i got to go down there to Key West and see that kind of thing. Well, I wish you the best. Thank I you very great much. Year for you, and thanks for being on Veg. Absolutely. Have a good night. All right, thanks. Okay, that's the cafe at 509 Southern Street. Their phone number is 305-296-5515. And again, they do deliver uh, if you are staying uh, anywhere in Old Town, Key West, the historic district, which is essentially anywhere within a few blocks of Duval Street, the street that runs uh, from Mallory Square, uh, where they have the famous sunset celebration down to uh, southernmost point uh, and anywhere uh, within a few blocks of that area is uh, Old Town. So I exhort you, if you're down there and staying in Old Town Key West, give them a call, have them uh, bring out uh, some fine vegetarian foods to you. And thanks to the cafe and uh, to Sugar Apple for uh, being so cooperative with this and talking uh, with us about the vegetarian scene in Key West. Now it's time for our science fact. Science fact. And our science fact for today is high-carbohydrate diet found not guilty in weight gain. In fact, postmenopausal women who ate a diet low in fat and high in fruits, vegetables, and whole grains, sound familiar, didn't gain weight over an average of nearly eight years, reported researchers from the NIH, National Institutes of Health's Women's Health Initiative. In a clinical trial in more than 48,000 postmenopausal women, those on the diet lost about five pounds in the first year and managed to keep the weight off better than women who ate what they wanted. And this article goes on to say optimistically, the findings may finally put to rest the notion propagated by popular diets such as the Atkins Sugar Busters and Zone Plans that carbohydrates are the root of all dietary evil. Well, good luck with that, since this is just one of dozens of studies that have already contradicted the premise of the high-protein, high-fat plans. But maybe this will be the tipping point. Anyway, they were reported in the January 4th issue of the Journal of the American Medical Association by Barbara V. Howard, Ph.D., And here's a quote. This study shows that increasing carbohydrates doesn't necessarily lead to an increase in weight, so it goes counter to some of the recent enthusiasm for cutting down on carbs and increasing fat, said co-investigator Jacques Roussau, MD. That's R-O-S-S-O-U-W. So your guess is as good as mine on how to pronounce that. Uh, from 1993 to 1998, a total of 48,835 postmenopausal women were randomly assigned to either a low-fat dietary intervention or a self-selected ad libitum dietary control group. No tendency toward weight gain was observed in intervention group women overall or when stratified by age, ethnicity, or body mass index, Dr. Howard and colleagues wrote. 
Weight loss was greatest among women in either group who decreased their percentage of energy from fat. A similar but lesser trend was observed with increases in vegetable and fruit servings. And she goes on uh, to mention that there was also a trend toward weight loss uh, that occurred with increasing fiber intake. So this is all uh, ways of describing plant foods, foods that are low in calories, low in fat, high in fiber. Uh, And we still wait for the longitudinal study that uh, will concentrate on a plant-based diet that is is truly plant-based since most of these involve fish or milk here or there uh, and are not the pure science that vegans and vegetarians would like to see. But the trend is obviously there and the trend is that high-protein diets are bunk. And that's not just my opinion, of course. That is today's science fact. All right, we're coming up to the end of this edition of VegCast. But before we go, I wanted to point you to another great uh, vegan podcast that uh, has just recently started up and uh, which I had added to our VegCast.com front page but hadn't had a chance to actually check out and listen to the podcast uh, until over the new year. And uh, now that I have, hey, go check out Vegan Radio at veganradio.com uh, with Derek Goodwin and Megan Shackelford, I think. Um, they're on a radio station in Northampton, and they also podcast. And they got a great show, uh, kind of a news magazine format, somewhat like what we're doing uh, at VegCast. Uh, only, I guess, with a New England uh, college radio bent. Uh, the show that I listened to had a wide range of uh, stories and tones uh, from very sweet stories about whale rescue and cow rescue to some, some rather risque discussion of uh, what Eminem uh, deserves to have done to him based on some of his lyrics. Uh, I'm not, I don't remember. Oh, it was because it was taking off from uh, something having to do with Moby that they shoehorned that in as though it were vegan subject matter. But anyway, uh, it's fun, uh, funny, uh, serious, and uh, uh, definitely uh, has a lot of stuff worth listening to. So Vegan Radio, it's part of uh, Veganica.org. Uh, you can check out that site as well. Uh, and till next time, then. Veg I want to thank uh, everybody, uh, especially down in Key West, for helping out with our Key West special report. And uh, coming up next on VegCast, we will have a special report on Horizons Cafe. As we mentioned, they're moving to uh, downtown Philadelphia. And hang on till then, and we'll see you uh, soon. And in the meantime, I'm your host, Vance, reminding you to get out there and live like you mean it.